back to your favorite podcast, The Golden Crown Podcast, where we bring you a sprinkle of Hallmark movie magic. You have your hosts for season eight. You have myself, Sally, joined by the beautiful, the lovely, the natural wonder, Tracy. And as always, we are joined by our silent co-host, Colleen the Build-A-Bear. And she does have her bestie, Lottie the Axolotl. You can always check them out on the Instagram if you want to see their cute, smiling faces. And so let's start with our first segment in Season 8 as we open up our Season 8 cafe for our latest episode of the podcast. We begin, as always, with our Mocha Memories. This is where, as Sally and I actually are sharing a Starbucks right now, <laughs> we would be just sitting in the cafe with our little mocha or latte and thinking about this past week and what what is it that would come to our mind as, as we sipped our enjoyable espresso. And so for me, mocha memories, literally as I sip my coffee or latte of the day and as I've thought throughout the week, uh, Sally and I had an opportunity on a Saturday recently to play tennis and to go to brunch together. And as I sip my coffee, I think about how many times I go with my daughters or my friends for the brunches and the bonding that we do at brunches. And so I just have great memories of sitting, enjoying a nice meal and wonderful coffee or latte or a mocha, whatever it is the choice, and just enjoying talking, slowing mm-hmm. things down, catching up with each other, having those brunch bonding moments. That's my that's my mocha nice. memory. And it has good alliteration. Yes. Well, for my mocha memory for this week, I was sipping my Starbucks coffee on Thursday as I had been driving into work and due to someone telling me the coffee that I had prepared at home had spilled all over my car instead of in my system where I needed the caffeine. So as I was drinking this redo Starbucks, I was reflecting on how often we can get caught up in what we think we need to do and how much power and control we actually truly do have over our schedules if we choose to think things through and take the time to kind of redistribute where we're putting our time and energy. So that was kind of a sad moment that led to a deeper revelation. So we will move right along to our next segment, which is Latte Layers. as you know we're going to be covering the hallmark fall into love lineup it's what we do we love our fall so we picked the next movie which was retreat to you starring as leading lady abby was emily Olerup, who we haven't seen for quite some time so yeah. we, we were very happy to see her back and starring as leading man sean was peter mooney who i believe was a new actor to me i don't recall him but he does vaguely remind me of carlo marx a little bit But I will read Hallmark's little synopsis. They say, Abby and Sean have a second chance reconnection at a wellness retreat. Sure, but sweet. 
Yeah, that's, that's been their kind of MO lately with their synopses. So we will go ahead and leap right into our more detailed synopsis. So like it suggests, Abby is dragged by her BFF Rachel to a wellness nature retreat. Very early on, we get to meet some really important characters. We meet Randy, who is kind of the events coordinator of the retreat. Picture Taylor Dozy from Gilmore Girls, and you've got this character on the nose. He really made Mom and I laugh, though. He was very much committed to his craft, I yes. would say. Yes, indeed. He, he had a certain way of expressing it, too. He was very enthusiastic. Yes. We did see a couple who is the classic marriage not doing so well constantly fighting and nagging each other mom swears she has seen the male of the couple before in the same type of a role <laughs> where he and his wife were argue I, I still have to try to figure out what what that was from and maybe but it wasn't a hallmark movie brad if you want to help us out yes let us know please do yeah, so they, they come to the retreat often because whenever their marriage is needing a boost or some help, they come to the retreat. So, yes. so they're well acquainted with everybody they, they know and everything. <laughs> yes. And of course, Abby does notice during their first lunch meal that her ex-BFF, Sean, also happens to be at the retreat. Well, this is kind of an important plot point because... Abby reveals to Rachel that the reason she calls him Monster Sean, even though they used to be friends, is because they had plans to travel the world, I'm assuming out of high school. That's kind of the vibe I got. It was, yes. And he left her at, at the bus, bus station. So yes. did not pursue those plans. We do get a very early on just brief flashback that I'll mention where they were in high school. Abby is clearly the progressive goth teenager who doesn't want to be at the dance. She sees her ex with someone else already. And Sean is clearly the infatuated boy whose crush is not being recognized as he's offering to help her process by dancing with her at this high school dance. And even offering what the type of ice cream that she would right. want and everything because yeah. he knows he her knows so all the details well. and yeah. So I mean so you can see you that. get a lot from right. that one flashback scene. Yes. But Right now, she's not feeling very chummy with him. And to, to be honest, she doesn't even really want to be at this wellness nature retreat. She's very much against the idea. We learned she's a public defender. In L.A. In so L.A. So a very <laughs> aggressive um, environment to be in. So she's very focused. Calls herself a realist. Of course, her friend says, no, you're really, <laughs> you know, um, very negative about things. You're not looking at all the positives in life. But, of course, she does. But what cynic doesn't describe themselves as a realist. True. That's what I would like to I know. clearly am a realist. Yes, that's true. Not a cynic. So, indeed, uh, Rachel and Abby, one of the great friendships, as oh, Sally yeah. and I noted. Black hat, golden retriever dynamic. I mean, Rachel's adorable. <laughs> yes. So cute. Most truly. And Rachel, of course, finds somebody there. There's a <laughs> chef. Uh, Very conveniently available. Uh, who Who is bringing them... Things I wouldn't even begin to drink, that's for sure. But I guess it's supposed to be all healthy things at this retreat. So Rachel also has an interest in somebody who's actually there, working there. As Rachel is signing them up for all the activities they'll be doing throughout the week, the first activity that they do is a high ropes course. 
Sean sides up because he notices that that's what Abby's going to do. And she definitely gives him the cold shoulder on their first interaction. It was kind of like, you know, you've already made your your choice back in high school. We're, we don't need to talk about it. Which and seems to be, what did you say, 15 years ago? 20? That's what they continuously said, 15 so I, years ago. Yeah. So clearly they'd be yeah. early, 33, something like that. Yeah, it's current age. It. And yeah. So it's been a long time. And they haven't talked at, at all. No. So this is the first time they've even seen each other since then. Right. But and indeed, Sean is up. They're on that. Trying. So would you go on that tightrope? No. Uh, absolutely. I would not do the high course thing, I would never I do a high ropes course. Yeah. Yeah. It was quite a And course. neither would Sean, but he wanted to pretend to be brave for Abby because he tells her that he wanted the opportunity to talk with her. So she has to actually be a calming presence for him to help get him down because he was not going to come down on his own. And... A funny part, and I really did like this part that they did. The woman who was oh, yes. employed by the retreat center yes. was saying to Abby, you cannot go up there. Because it's it only one person safe. at a time. Yeah. The weight limits are the weight limits. And Abby gears it up, doesn't oh, even yeah. care. She's doesn't even, I mean, she's having none of it. She's like, I've got to talk him down. Right. There's no other way he's coming down unless no. I get up there and talk him down. Very, very cute scene of oh, her yeah. actually getting up right behind him and being the comforting yes. force and trying to just guide him. Because she focus. ultimately knows him just as well. She knows yes. what to say to get him to move. Yes. Even without the 15 years of communication, they still have that connection. And yeah. immediately they're right back to their old joking pattern, same inside jokes, racial... At this point, is kind of feeling like a third wheel, which is a little sad to see, but she handles it with a lot of grace, truly. And this connection just really ignites very quickly because their next activity is goat yoga, which I would have loved to participate in. They're just sitting, cuddling the goats. They're not even participating in the yoga part because, of course, they're back to their high school patterns of scoffing at everyone who follows the rules or does the things they're supposed to do. And in the evening, when Rachel is encouraging Abby and Sean to take place in a talking circle, Abby clearly uses her lawyer techniques to try to tell her, well, what if I have a talking circle, but it's just with Sean and it's to figure out why he left me. Rachel, knowing that this is a burning question that clearly she sat with for 15 years, says, you know what, if you actually confront him and you actually ask that question, I will see it as just as much a piece of your wellness as this thing that I know you wouldn't be comfortable doing anyways. So Abby and Sean go for a, quote, sunset hike that is not actually part of the activities. And here's where we really kick off into what I would say is the meat and potatoes of our plot. Yes. And the longest segment yes. of, of the movie. A time where they are adventurous and yet get very lost. Yes. <laughs> so... We have about 32 minutes into the movie. She finally confronts him and says, why did you leave me? And he says, because I loved you. And I didn't feel safe to tell you that. And she says, I wish you would have told me because you would have liked the answer. And 32 minutes into the movie, we have reached our smooch meter. Mom, would you There it was. I gave it strong. I said is that all high? capital level. Yeah, yeah, high, yeah, high, high. high. Yeah. Okay. How about you? I I said high and I said me likey. There you go. Shocked us. Yeah, very big shock. Really thought heart to heart would be fine and a little bit of 
backstory would help, but I did not anticipate it would be smooch meter right. at that point. Clearly, the friendship was there. Yes. And I guess friendship plus. Yeah, friendship plus romance. Yes. So things start to get, you know, we get that really steep moment of reaching our peak when they're kissing. Yep. But things crumble very quickly because as they're trying to survive, they both have different ideas of what they should be doing. Abby is, of course, very determined, a go-getter. So Sean's idea of staying put, which is actually the rational thing to do in all objective reality, right, doesn't go well with her. And she's like, mm, I don't think we should stay put. I think we should keep moving. I think we should find our way back. And... They do settle down for the night because Abby has to kind of acquiesce that they've lost their daylight. They they need to basically set up camp and, you know, yeah. s- and sleep for the night. And it's really here where things start to determinedly fall apart. Because as they're waking up, she's gently rubbing his shoulder. Because, of course, they have a full day of trying to figure out what they're going to do to be saved. And he says, five more minutes, Bridgie. And she loses her mind. (laughs) Because Bridgie was another one of their high school, well, not a friend of hers, but it was... In their cohort. In their cohort. Somebody she actually actively did not like. (laughs) So Bridgie, that was not a welcome statement and then of course this is where Sean now has to come clean a little bit more about what his history has been and he has been seeing Bridgie. Mm -hmm. It is no longer Mm -mm. a thing. It it ended like three years ago. Right. Amicably. Which she is irate about. (laughs) Yes. Probably not so much that she didn't know just who it was. I think I would say that was her. Yes because she also has someone in her past It was a breakup about a year ago for her as well. And, of course, she conveniently does not mention this man at all. No, no. Not that it's anyone they went to high school with. Obviously not. But still, um, yeah, she sees this as a huge betrayal, even though they did not talk for 15 years. And she basically tells him, you know what, you go with your strategy of staying put. I'm going to go to the top of a mountain and find cell reception, which she quickly points out is not how this works. But nevertheless... He lets her move on, which shocked both mom and I because that's actually very dangerous. Yes. You really should be sticking together even if you don't agree with the other person's plan. Like, yeah, that's a little There's only two of you. Yeah, you must be the two. Or at least be inside of each other. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But as Abby is hiking onward, she does fall backwards in some mud as she is trying to get her cell reception to work. And Sean does hear her screams, and he does come running. And at this point, they're kind of back to that tenuous friendship. Not a relationship anymore, because Abby's blow-up kind of took care of that. Yeah, Yeah, took care of that. But he decides to go along with her plan to keep walking. And Abby is someone who needs to constantly eat. It's the reason why Rachel brought her snacks. Which, thankfully, she does have some candy in her pockets that she's been munching on. And she's been leaving the wrappers, which, unfortunately, Sean picked up along the way. Because he didn't like the littering. And as 
Sean notices that Abby's stomach is growling. She comes up with the plan that they are going to catch and eat a fish. Sean is very against this plan because he's a veterinarian. He's also a vegetarian. Yes. Nonetheless, he has to help Abby in her pursuit to catch a fish. She does catch the fish. She expertly skins and cooks it. To be fair, he did have the fire skills, fire building skills from watching Survival. We knew that earlier. But, you know, questionable things were done. Fish was consumed, and Sean even tried to bite before he promptly spit it out. Where did the knife come from to to fillet the fish? And all? Well, you I, wouldn't need a knife, per se. You just need something sharp. True. You wouldn't necessarily need that specific tool. There was nothing... Okay. Survival's basically <clears throat> kicking in. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But as, um, you know, they are winding out that second day, of course, all the while, when Rachel wakes up and realizes that Abby's still not back, she goes to David in a panic, saying that she thinks something's very wrong. David, of course, not really knowing the situation, assumes that Abby and Sean are probably just in his room, which Rachel then has to be like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> so they knock on Sean's door when they figure out that both Abby and Sean are missing. This kind of kicks up, you know, Because the they, they know they both went out on the hike. Yes, exactly. So they, so, they are now saying yeah. they are probably lost, right. more than likely. Right. So Rachel, against Randy's wishes, does collect up a search party. We've got our bickering couple. We've got two other random friend groups. And David actually surprises Rachel by saying he's going to come along with her because she was supposed to take part in his cooking class. And since she was the only one ever in his cooking class, Mm -hmm. he couldn't figure out why nobody else signed Mm -hmm. up. Because Rachel hid Hid the sign-up sheets. The sign-up sheets. So that her name was the only name on there. Right. And she had his undivided attention. (laughs) But, you know, throughout the day of all the events we described for Abby and Sean, Rachel, David, and our intrepid couple are searching for them. Our intrepid couple realizes in nature that they love each other more than what their petty arguments are, which makes David and Rachel a little uncomfortable. David and Rachel are also growing closer because they're sharing kind of what got them involved in what they do. And... Rachel, at this point, is very scared that Abby is likely dead. <laughs> she finds an uneaten candy wrapper, and this is her sign that something's very wrong. Right. Because it should at least be an empty right. candy wrapper. Yes. But they do find some empty candy wrappers as well. They're following the path, but Sean and Abby need to settle down for the night. We do have a bit more fighting between the two of them because she's, of course realizing, you know, it doesn't really make sense that you would just leave me because you loved me. Like, that doesn't add up. So he kind of has to admit a little bit more about what went on. And he says that, essentially, he had sent his mom to tell her that he wasn't going to come. We didn't know that detail before. Abby didn't tell us that part. No. Because he was afraid. She she definitely calls him out and says, you're a coward, but you also think you're, like, above everyone else. That's why you don't eat, you know, meat, you don't litter, all these things. Like, really attacking his character, to be honest. I mean, he does fire some back as well. He says that, you know, she's always denying her feelings. She She's running away emotionally. Yes, yeah. 
and she like won't basically be real with puts people. A wall. She puts yeah she she puts up this persona that she's which, which clearly in the to, tiny little segment that they showed towards the beginning while mm-hmm. she and Rachel were driving to the wellness retreat. Oh yeah, the little tiny segment they showed. It's exactly these personalities. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Without all of the words and everything, you get yeah. very much that Sean is the Dudley Do Right, yeah. Do Gooder, always looking out for other people, right? But but very positive yes. and helpful, and you get that she's got this edge to her. Right. She's just not open. She's very opinionated and. Probably, probably at that point would not be somebody you'd even approach as a friend. Oh yeah, and yet Sean did at that yes. time. So as they're kind of confronting each other with the faults that they see in each other, yeah. that's really led and fueled these arguments. Abby was, of course, saying she didn't even want to attend this retreat in the first place. It was her friend Rachel that dragged her there, and she basically was she never came, and he admits, and this is where we begin. The syrup moment for me because he says that his mom obviously being the one who went and delivered the message for him you know she was hard on him when she came back but she still did the thing he asked he says that she was always like that and Abby catches of course the use of the past tense and he has to admit that his mom dying is what led him to choose to go on this retreat because he's felt very lost without her And this is finally the moment when Abby softens and expresses that she shouldn't have said the things that she did. She didn't know he was in such a vulnerable spot. And the syrup moment kind of continues because they finally sit down and take the time to truly acknowledge the strengths of each other instead of just the faults that they've been picking on since this point. Because Sean is saying that Abby's always been the voice in his head that's the strong defender who guides him in the right ways. And Abby's shocked that she's had such a lasting impact on him because of course in her mind she thought, oh, I'm just annoying to you or, you know, I don't have the same kind of outlook that you do. And, you know, for her, she finally admits to Sean that she has always had these feelings for him because he is a more optimistic light in her life. And he's always been someone who has been good to her, even if she's not always good to him. Well, that was <laughs> well, beyond those... beyond the, the we're going to ignore the, the bus stop thing. Right. Obviously, that was different. But yes. Um, worth the four or five pumps of yes. syrup in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It was sweet. definitely a very sweet moment. Again, just both of them. Finally opening up instead of just having that bickering, bantering relationship. They were they were real with each other in that moment. Right. And they agree they're going to wait out the second night together. They had to go under kind of like a tree because, of course, it started raining. Abby had tripped and twisted her ankle. But thankfully, we are coming to the end of our woods experience because Abby had admitted she, w- she finally was scared. Yeah. And that's why he, he told her, you know, you put on this tough exterior and it's because of your background with your mom. You feel like you have to put these walls up and you always have to be tough, but it's okay to be scared sometimes too. Because and that's the most scary. we heard, which I thought was interesting because yeah. when they did mention the moms, of course, Sean's just passing away. You could tell how much it hit Abby because Abby did know the mom and the mom was 
I think a teacher at the school or something was a chaperone at least. The mom was a chaperone. She at was that involved dance. in the school, but Sean's mom was essentially her mom because she didn't have a very present mom. Right. As she's making clear, you are like your mom, Sean. You take care of everybody. You're good. Mm-hmm. Blah blah blah. He's like, and you're not like your mom. So right. Please understand, you're not like your mom. Right. Trying to get her out of that mind frame of mm-hmm. I repeating the past. Mm-hmm. You know, if I I am not gonna be ever ever better than you know what. How I was treated, etc., with my own mom. But I thought that was—I thought that was a good. Um, that was most of the backstory we got, but it was yeah. still certainly enough. It was enough. Yeah. Rachel and David, and our intrepid couple, <laughs> following the candy wrappers, finally come across those that were left behind still that, mm-hmm. that Sean didn't find. Finally came across <laughs> Abby and Sean, and they're able to rescue them, get them back to safety. Obviously, David and Sean are having to support Abby at this point because her ankle can't support her weight. And we kind of get the scene of the aftermath where Abby is, of course, you know, in the hospital. She's got a boot on now for her injured leg. And we get to see Rachel and Abby finally reconnecting because we know how much worry Rachel was carrying for Abby. Yes. Rachel certainly was trying to be helpful with her more more than just to be there for her as a friend mm-hmm. and as a physical support to help her as she was kind of well, you know navigating her way through the hallway getting used to the boot thing and still getting some fluids in her and they have some nice open conversations which gets me to my sauce moment so we're kind of looking at that at that overall message what is it what is it that the movie is telling us or at least at a broad stroke what is it and in this conversation, I think this is one of the most important parts. And it's sort of something that Sean has already, you know, brought brought to Abby's thoughts too. But where Rachel does, you know, understand that her friend says she's a realist and that, you know, she's not cynical, etc. She's just trying to make Abby see that at times you really need to be thinking with your heart and not your head. So not to say that thinking with the head's always the bad part, but she's trying to encourage Abby, think with your heart because there are things before you and things in your life. And if you just keep putting that wall up, which we've mm-hmm. talked about before and and not addressing things on how you really feel it and what are, what are your emotions, you're, you're, ba- you're basically missing out, right? Yeah. You're ba- missing out on the fullness of life yeah. as a whole. And I think that's that's the sauce that uh, I, yeah I would say yeah I would run with on this movie. Mm-hmm. But the experience in the woods has definitely changed Abby. She's more open to what the wellness nature retreat has to offer because she's realizing there is worth and value in connecting with other people. You can learn from other people. You don't have to be this strong, tough person all by yourself. But. Despite the lessons learned, we have to reach the phone. So, you know, we've we've had a lot of arguments between Sean and Abby. This is nothing new. Clearly, this is kind of a part of their dynamic in a way, I would say. I mean, they are two different types of people. That being said, we know, obviously, they've revealed their feelings for each other throughout this journey. And Rachel even points out to Abby, you know, he, he's going to want to know what comes next after this because now we're kind of re-entering the mundane day-to-day life right retreat will be over right right it's it's ending the next day and so when sean and abby are finally back 
despite Rachel's encouragement to start using her heart instead of her head, she, in the very, very bitter foam moment, this is not the most tasty foam that like Starbucks creates or something. This is this is not nice foam. Abby says to Sean, oh yeah, it was really great to reconnect with you, but like now we're gonna move on and we had our moment in the woods and I'm glad we had it, but it's all over now. And of course for Sean, he's kind of like, what are you talking about? And she's like, well, we both know that like, you know, with your mom just dying, you're not thinking straight, which was a very low blow to tell someone that they don't know what they feel just because they experienced a, a loss. Yeah. And he calls it out. He does. He's like, Abby, that's really not cool. Like, you cannot tell me that what I felt wasn't genuine or valid. And for Abby, she just wants the point to be over. So she says, no matter what, she's not going to make long distance work. So it doesn't matter anyways. And... This is the foam because she had even said, like, we just fell back into old patterns of, like, you know, how, how we were in high school. And it, and it didn't and mean comfort anything. Comfort and yeah. a friendship. Yeah. And, you know, for him, he's seeing, okay, once again, she's just going to deny all her feelings. It hurt him so bad because the person and the reason that he loves her is also what's standing in the way of their relationship. Right. So that was the really bad foam moment. Sean ends up leaving the retreat because, of course, if there's no hope there, like, why would he stick around? Abby does finally agree and is happily sitting with a tea, a hot tea, telling Rachel that she will participate in the talking circle that evening. And that is when Rachel has to break the news that she went to go check in with Sean and he's already left the retreat. And <laughs> she approaches in the most amazing best friend way possible of saying, I know this is gonna sound offensive, but what did you say to him? And when Abby finally comes clean about saying, well, you know, long distance can't work, this is finally where Rachel has to take it the full way and basically calls Abby on the carpet by saying, you don't express what you really feel. And although that is you, and that's not something you necessarily need to change, you have to understand it makes it very confusing for everyone around you because they don't know where they stand with you. And of course, Abby's like, well, you know, I have a great time with you. And she's like, well, yes, because we've spent a lot of time together and I've learned to like, you know, read and understand you better. Right. She's like, the way that you treat other people a lot of times makes people think that you don't like them. And that you aren't having a good time. <laughs> and it's a stark realization for Abby, even though it mm -hmm. shouldn't be. But, you know, also she is who she is. So she probably doesn't see it. And it's really sweet because she finally, like, hugs Rachel and tells her that she's a really good friend and that she loves her. And you can tell how much this means to Rachel, who has probably heard it maybe never in their friendship, to be honest. But still been there for her, <laughs> yeah, amazingly, still, yeah. amazingly <laughs> enough. Yeah. Yeah, because... Her point is, you know, I stay around because I know you well enough. But if people aren't hearing what they need to hear and understanding from you yeah. what you feel, then why would they stick around? Basically implicating that's what's happening with Sean. We get a really funny scene where Sean is driving back from the wellness retreat. He stops by a gas station and has a conversation with the clerk about chips and how he's nervous to eat these chips again because he hasn't had them since high school. 
and he's scared that they won't be as good as they once were or won't mean as much as they once did and the clerk's like dude it's a bag of chips <laughs> you're way overthinking yeah. it he's a young teenage kid yeah just working at the convenience store of that gas station thinking wow yeah it's just like, uh... it's too much and it's so funny because sean goes i'm not really talking about chips it's this girl I'm interested in. And then the clerk just says, that changes my advice entirely and walks away. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good whoever wrote that scene. That was a cute one. But obviously that scene demonstrates that Sean's reflecting too and he's he's not feeling very comfortable with his decision to walk away. So Rachel and Abby participate in the talking circle before there's like a little cap-off final dance event for the wellness retreat. Randy calls on her because she has her hand raised and she's willing to share what she's learned throughout this retreat experience. And the thing she says she's most grateful for is Rachel who always stands by her side and always knows what's best for her even before she does. So it's really cute. Of course, Rachel is doing really well with David. They're, they're I think I would say they're a couple now for sure. It's Chef Mason, by the way. <gasps> Okay, so every time I've said David, it's actually Mason. Ha ha. Yeah, I mean, there's this final cap-off ball. Abby's even letting Rachel do her hair with little butterfly clips. <laughs> and we get the classic Hallmark scene where as she's walking into the dance in this beautiful dress, Rachel's whisked away by her romantic chef Mason, and the crowd parts to reveal Sean standing in a suit. And they basically get to recreate the high school moment where instead of, you know, being like, no, you know, I think dances are lame. She actually agrees to dance with him this time. And she says that, you know, I'm not always great about expressing my feelings, but Sean, I love you. Mom was astounded. I, I feel like I heard your, your jaw drop. Yeah, that, that was pretty high. That, that, again, is another unexpected one. That one goes right with the 32 minutes in kiss. Uh, yeah. Because... As much as I could see the processing that Abby had with each person telling her yeah. who loved her. Right. Things to help her grow and realize <laughs> that she does need other people mm -hmm. as much as they need her. And she needs right. to express that she needs them. Right. I still didn't necessarily think she would I get to the point she would where the she leap. would actually yeah. leap yeah, to yeah. that. But he does admit that because obviously a veterinary practice could be put anywhere, he is going to move to L.A. to be close to her. So they don't have to make long distance work. Because he can set up his practice anywhere. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So really touching end to the movie. We yeah. get our final smooch, of course. Yes. We had a second one in there somewhere, and I'm sorry I forgot to say where it was at because I had nice... Uh, for <laughs> Who my knows? second one. It was in there somewhere in between, but then we yes, we end on our kiss. Yes. Yeah. It was a very sweet ending. Um so fashion hair makeup. Emily's gorgeous. Rachel stunning. I loved all the looks that they had. Yeah. You were surprised that they had Rachel when they got lost in the woods. I was very surprised she had such a practical frumpy outfit on yeah. right i mean literally oh yeah look like the stuff i put on the weekend oh it's a good thing this is being recorded not video because you could see me now so you know it's almost like the yoga pants yeah. 
very very chill. loose I liked uh, it. shirt and then like a sweater thing yeah. over that right or a you know jacket a light jacket but I mean to be she didn't in the woods look, and anything else would be bad <laughs> right but I mean she definitely didn't have the look of polish oh, no. and fashion yeah um she had it throughout a little bit other parts of true of this. But she also wasn't our classic lawyer lady yeah. that we normally was see in all of our movies. Yeah, it was not. I mean, she looked nice, of course, at all points, but not the, like... Bringing it. Yeah. yeah. Not, sure not the corporate woman. No, not <laughs> like she would have had to have been in L.A. That would be yes. that would be true. Um, setting. Setting. So this was filmed in our Alberta, Canada, as well as I parts figured. of British Columbia. Okay. And the filming was done in July, FYI. Yeah, I mean, we did not get, like, falling leaves or changing yeah. colors. Like, okay. we definitely did not have that vibe. Even we, the retreat itself was not decorated to fall. I think both mom and I thought definitely summer time. Yeah, it, it was not a fall-into-love fall. No. They did um, wear a lot of jackets, but other than that... They did, it, and it, Randy it, had made a comment, and it was one of the potential quotes that I had. I, I'm pretty sure Randy was the one that said, too... You too can turn over a new leaf, just like mm. just like in the fall. You too can turn over a new leaf. Actually, he made true. a reference to he it. He did make a reference, and I was thinking, okay, well, maybe Hallmark will fake up some of it, yeah. you know, to to show like falling leaves and fall, especially when they were lost in the woods, right? But clearly, not no, the case. You're we did right. not. If you didn't catch that quote, that you the, wouldn't even know oh, it was fall. Yeah, I had. A, yeah, of course, I caught it because it was my yeah. only hope. You did. You it did. Help me, Obi Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. <laughs> But yeah. one fall reference. Um, I still liked the setting, nonetheless. Yes. Yeah, it was it really nice retreat. Fall. Yeah, no, 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 no. Like the setting. Um, characters loved the bickering couple. Yeah. I, again, I'll have to try to find where I saw Or Brad, you just let us know. Oh, I, I know it's back there somewhere in the memory banks. But it was, they were great. I think Mason and um, Rachel. Yeah. That budding. Uh, so cute. Side romance happening. But let's focus on the chemistry of our main couple. Oh what my were gosh. your thoughts? I thought it was fantastic. I thought so too. This is one of the better done ones we've seen. Very well done. The character, the, the two main leads, I they played those characters they did. so well. It was like so, so, so transparent. Yeah. Yeah. Very believable. Very much linking into each other right away again. Mm-hmm. And, and it is the way. Yeah. I can meet up with high school friends and it's the same thing. It's like, you know, okay, we've You're had, back in that same head. Yeah, we've so had like, decades of inside apart, jokes but, and but yes, yeah, like exactly. You can't deny the connection that's right, there. Right. And having, you know, only been friends, yes, it is technically a reconnection, but they weren't a couple when they parted ways. No. So I think that's also what made the chemistry so believable is because their basis still when they came back to it was that friendship. It was only when they finally had some open conversations that they were like, oh, you had feelings? I have feelings too. Right. So like, I, I, I really appreciated that. Right. Because normally we get the, we had a dramatic or kind of hard to believe split up and now mm-hmm. we're back together. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and definitely great growth in both characters. Sean didn't, it's not that he had that much more growth of what he didn't understand about himself. Right. It was more of helping others and then just coming to the realization of, okay, I'm not going to back away from this now. Yeah. I'm not I'm not just going to give up. Even though she's asking me to leave. Right, right. I don't have to listen right. I'm going time. back to If the, it's something I care going about. Going back to the bus stop. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah very much so. Yeah. And of course, I, of course, Abby had the most 
development and oh, realizations. Yeah. But I think in a Grounding. lot of ways she you know, you, you bring up a good point when you said that when they flash back to that teenage moment, they're still the same people. Yeah. But I would say that Abby has changed the least between the two. Like the teenage moment to now. Yes. She's still bitingly sarcastic, will not open up. Like at least Sean you can tell he's kind of figured some things out as he's aged and matured, but... Maybe Bridgie helped him. Bridgie probably helped him do the self-work. And then he's like, okay, Bridgie, done with you. Time to move on to what I was trying to get all along. <laughs> exactly. But, you know, we did forget to say our quote. So we'll have to mention it here. You'll notice that the title of our episode is... Cheer up, buttercup. Which mom and I could not pass up because in Moana, one of mom's favorite quotes is muscle up, buttercup. And this felt very similar and it really encapsulates the fact that Abby is this pessimist, even though she will not admit to that. <laughs> exactly. It was when they were stuck in the woods, everything was looking very bleak and Sean was just trying to... Just get them to work together, and that's when he says, cheer up, buttercup, because as she had fallen into the mud, she had an alarm go off on her phone that she was supposed to be getting a mud spa experience at the time. So he's like, cheer up. You're literally doing what you were meant to be doing. It's good. (laughs) But, uh, you know, that is kind of all our layers that we are adding to our latte. It's all frothed up, ready to go for you. So we're ready to move to our final segment, segment three, our cappuccino counts. So this is where we will give you all of our accounts from retreat to you. And we will also give the most important part of our podcasting efforts, which is the ever important mm-hmm. woo woo rating. What's what's what? We have our golden retriever Nala who inspires those woo woos, who gives us woo woo after woo woo. And she's, well, she's sleeping right now, but that's okay. She'll come She'll come alive and awake when we get to the woo-woo rating part of it. Let's start first with our counts. Uh, Sally, which counts did you take this week? So I had the bevies, of course. Um, adult, hot, and cold. Adult beverages, zero. Kind of sad. Wellness retreat. I don't think they were allowing that. Yeah, that's true. Um, hot beverages, a single one. The tea that she drank. Really sad. Cold beverages, six between the two of them. Okay. Mostly waters and lemonades and orange juices, that sort of thing. Yes. But, you know, not not high counts for me not this week. Not Mason's special spinach. No. Bleh, whatever that drink what was. What did you have, time. Mom? I had the sweaters, coats, jackets. All that's one category, folks. Shoes, necklaces, purses... And we thought we had a hat, but we didn't. It was actually on. Oh, I forgot about that. It was not with one of our mains. There was a hat. It just wasn't with one of our mains. Just wasn't our main. Purses, I had zero. I don't think I ever saw her with a purse or a backpack or she had the sweaters and she would have things tucked in. Right. But I I didn't see anything else. Necklaces, she had on this duo of necklaces the entire time. I didn't see anything different there. Shoes, she had five. He had two. He may okay. have had more, but really didn't eh, get too much yeah. with his. I think I got the brown at brown pair he wore at the beginning. I think I got tennis shoes tennis the rest shoes, of the time. Tennis shoes, yeah. She, I her, mean, they were lost in the woods for right. over half the movie. And hers, so. obviously, five is actually pretty decent, given that, that most is. of the time it was like the boots or the tennis shoes. What I would probably say more sweaters, jackets. I don't think there was any, like, true coats. 
Uh, she had seven, and he had four. Oh, wow. Okay. So total, total of 11. 11, yeah. Yeah. So not too bad. That's not too not shabby. Too shabby no. Given that, again, they were lost for half the movie. So, and thank you, Hallmark, for being accurate with the wardrobe there. No one had extra clothes randomly appear. Right. They kept their the same, yeah. same, same. Exactly. So good for you, Hallmark. Well, it is time for the woo-woo rating. This okay. is on a scale of one to five, one being the worst Hallmark movie we've ever seen, five being the best Hallmark movie we've ever seen, of course, based off of gorgeous Miss Nala Mama, who woo-woos to express herself, so we will woo-woo to express ourselves. So my woo-woo rating for Retreat to You is a 3.5. Solid. Hallmark movie with all the classic elements gives it a three right away because it hit every point as far as strong characters, great setting, you know, costumes, hair, makeup, um, chemistries, all of that. A, a strong plot line. Love the side characters. We talked about that. Love the best friends, etc., etc. So for me, I mean, everything we, we just went through in our, our uh, latte layers kind of gives it that that three. I'm gonna bump at the extra 0.5 from my perspective because I really liked a lot of the other elements they had in there with, with strong connections and conversations. Mm -hmm. Sprinkled in very well, however they edited and directed, I thought, in yeah. flowing of the storyline. Yeah, they did really well. It was with real that. smooth in and out, was real meaningful I, I never saw one scene where i said you could have cut that one right. that was like not it worth was it. intentional for e sure. everything was very intentional everything to me was very genuine one of the scenes we didn't catch in and i i was jotting it down as we were talking though was the horseback riding one <laughs> so this is kind of where you know the first time that sean's really in a position with uh abby where he has to calm a horse down because it's been excited too much and as they showed them on the horses, that looked genuine. They looked like they really were the real people on mm -hmm. the horses. Oh, yeah. And they were handling them fine. You know, it was, so just that, again, 0.5 extra for the genuine aspects yes. that to me sometimes can get lost. Yeah. And or just doesn't come across there. Um, so I give it 3.5. Okay. Well, after watching the movie, I gave this a 4.5 woo-woo rating. Almost gave it a five. Not even gonna lie. Dinged it for lack of fall. Well, I, yeah, I would go lack of fall. Didn't, yeah. didn't help. Because I truly forgot that Randy technically did say this was happening during fall, but like we said, I mean, there would be no other indication if you missed him saying that three-second line. You would have yeah. no idea, which is in sharp contrast to our previous movie, Notes of Autumn, where <sighs> it was just like, you couldn't help but notice you were in fall. Yeah. And that's what I want to see, Hallmark, if you're going to tell me we're falling into love. Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> First of all, what really brought it up to me, her being a public defender. Love it. Love it fully. I thought this was a cute, wholesome romance movie, which felt very traditional Hallmark. And I, and I liked that. A lot of my favorite Hallmark movies look similar to this one. So, of course, it really appealed to me. I really liked 
the fighting between the two of them. It was really funny. Not not the foam, not the actual foam I talked about, but but the bickering. Yeah. It was really funny. Abby had a lot of really good zinger lines, and Sean did really well just going along with it, and sometimes having comebacks, sometimes just letting things go. He was a really great character. I really enjoyed him. Yeah. Uh, beyond that, I mean, I thought the way that they contained this movie fully to the health and wellness nature retreat actually really worked in its favor. I liked that a majority of it was all in just the forest because looking at symbolism, forest is often a place of transformation. So I really appreciated kind of that element that it finally allowed them to be vulnerable with each other. They finally got answers that they had been seeking slash things that they had wanted to be saying to each other. So overall, I mean, I really, really enjoyed the movie. I absolutely would watch this one again, even though I would probably watch it in summertime, uh, not fall. But yeah, those are my thoughts of Retreat to You. So let's see, for our question for this week, I feel like, would you put butterfly clips in your hair? Yes or no? <laughs> Mom, what about you? Dad does. Would you do it? Put the little the little ones? Yeah. No. You you'd put a big one. I though? like the big yeah. You do I, a big butterfly put, clip? Yeah, I put that okay. in at night. I'll, I'll I'll do that as I'm No, but I'm saying like a clip that's up. like shaped like a butterfly. Like, oh, like shaped a full like a, butterfly clip. Oh yeah, a big one. I would do yeah, a big one. Okay, you do yeah, a big if one. I could pull up yeah. Everything out to the back and then have that nice sure. What about you, right Sal? Here. Yes, I absolutely would. Little ones too? Oh, little yeah. ones, big ones, you don't care? Okay. Anything. Okay. I'd do it. Fair enough. <laughs> well, it has been lovely to be able to chit-chat about our next movie. Of course, we have to give our shout-out. So, shout-out to Tessa. We love you. We love you. You're doing good things. Shout-out to our husbands, to Mark and to Nick. We thank you uh, for all of your support and your kind listening to our <laughs> podcasting efforts. Shout out to our candle provider for the evening, which is Magic Candle Company. We burned the villain scent that they have. Because we are approaching Halloween season. Of one of course. Sally's favorite seasons. Yes. This candle's notes, if you're curious, have top notes of scorched bark and fresh cedar, middle notes of mm. pine woods and patchouli, and base notes of smoky vetiver, damp earth, and oak moss. So and I get it. Definitely shows and it's good. Yeah, I it's get the mid notes when I smell that very it much. It is umptious. Very nice. And we, of course, have to give a shout out to all of our listeners, both loyal and new. We appreciate you coming back each week to hear our Hallmark Chitter Chatter. Next week, we will be closing out Hallmark's 2023 Fall Into Love. Ooh. So, yeah, you'll definitely want to... Get a pumpkin spice latte if that's what you like to partake in. Perhaps some pumpkin spice flavored tea, if not. Get into the Halloween fall vibes. We do, we will tease, we do have a guest coming up. So if you want to hear more, tune into next week's episode. Something a little more appropriate to the season. Correct. But until then, cheers! cheers!